1: Hello everybody, welcome along, it's 2023, happy new year, it's a belated one from me because it's the first Cricket Badger podcast since the end of October actually, there's been two World Cups and Christmas and New Year celebrations and now we're back into uh, a new year and a load of Cricket Badger podcasts are planned. This uh, Cricket Badger podcast is now sponsored by Manscaped.com for the best in male grooming, quote Badger, with your order and get 20% off and free shipping and thank you to them for their support. We are doing a podcast today. It's uh, kind of twofold. The first two thirds will be very much about cricket scoring and uh, how uh, you can get involved in cricket, not just in playing, but there are other things you can do to get yourselves involved in cricket as we go through uh, various cricket seasons. And uh, to start off with, let's uh, get you all a little bit bigger on the screen. Hello to Chris. Hello to Charlotte. Hello to Thomas and hello to Jack. Um, Chris, let's start with you. Um, No Boundaries Cricket Club. Uh, we've talked about that before on the Cricket Badger podcast. Um, you were very kind to ask me to be an ambassador for that. And we're going to do a monthly podcast as we go through 2023 um, with the No Boundaries Connection, talking about various cricket things. But just for those of the people that don't know what that's all about, in a nutshell, what is No Boundaries Cricket Club? I
2: think it's a, uh, well, first of all, Happy New Year. I don't know when we stop saying that, but I haven't seen you guys before, so this year's a Happy New Year. No Boundaries, I think, is about trying to give individuals an opportunity in life through cricket uh, and one of the ways that we want to do that is to actually highlight the fact that cricket isn't just about playing cricket. I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm not, I'm not athletic. I'm not old enough. I, I'm, you know, I don't live near a club. I don't have the confidence. I don't like team sports. But there's a multitude of ways in which individuals can get involved through cricket. And I think there's a multitude of things that cricket can give back to those individuals. Uh, and scoring is one of those. So I thought it was a good way to start this off. Um, Charlotte Uh, is the first I knew about, um, got involved with scoring with us, Uh, her background, Thomas has just qualified, I think, or he just started scoring, Jack's a a seasoned pro in, in many ways and scoring is one of them, but I'll let them talk about that, I mean for me this is just about an example of the way in which cricket can actually roll that they may not think naturally the way they would have got involved.
1: Let's start with you, Charlotte. Um, we are pleased to have you on the Cricket Badger podcast. It's nice to see you. How long have you been involved in um, in cricket scoring?
3: Um, so I got into scoring sort of through lockdown. I'd been like listening to all the back episodes of Tail Enders and uh, Felix White was talking a lot about scoring and, you know, it was lockdown. I had all of these endless hours to fill. So I was like, I think now is the time to have a bash at this I just completed it on my own so no official knowledge of scoring here I uh I looked up on the internet what the different signs meant and kind of logicked my way through it
0: Hmm.
3: um I think it appeals to me like I'm a I'm a very mathematical person so sort of getting into cricket initially like I don't know if you remember well you guys might have grown up with cricket but I didn't I came to it later and like watching cricket like with the ticker at the bottom yeah there's so many numbers like what is going on everyone's like oh it's okay just like just go with it and I was like no I'm not having that so like I've always like had to understand what's going on so I think for me like it was a natural progression so yeah I kind of fudged it made a few mistakes realized this doesn't work that doesn't work and sort of settled into a routine um but I love it like because you can't focus on anything else And in lockdown, that was exactly what I needed. So there was a day, find an old match on YouTube. Here's your book, here's your pens. Don't worry about everything else for six, eight hours, however long it is. And like for me, that was an absolute godsend.
1: Those glorious days of lockdown, which we all remember fondly. Um, you didn't grow up with cricket then, but what what actually turned you on to cricket? What was it that actually got you watching cricket?
3: Um, So my other half has followed cricket since... 5 like I'm sure lots of people in the country yeah. um so I met him back in 2012 and sort of yeah cricket's fine you know like watch it in the background like oh yeah I'll watch a bit of cricket with you um and then I'm sure this is another familiar story um but I watched uh the World Cup final and that was on free to wear mm-hmm. tv and uh that was me like oh yeah actually I think this, this might be something I'm quite into and kind of been a bit of a rapid journey for me because that's not very long ago in the grand scheme of things
1: no um thomas let's bring you on um to the uh, cricket badger podcast welcome along um another cricket scorer how long have you been doing it and how did you get into doing uh, cricket scoring well i think um
4: I i mean that's a marvelous question because if i'm being perfectly honest i've i've never scored a game of cricket in my life i received a scorebook for christmas um, and then reached out to Charlotte and Jack on Twitter um, for any tips they might have. Um, I've played a little bit, but I've never scored. And I, I think to the uninitiated with scoring, I think seeing a completed scorebook for the first time is kind of quite similar really to to watching an actual cricket match for the first time. And that there's clearly some logic to what's being played out in front of you, but without context, it's utterly bewildering. Mm. Um, it, it's just mental Um, but I think also the the thing with scoring I think ultimately what what you're trying to do and correct me if if I'm wrong at any point but what you're trying to do is make sense of what's in front of you and um, I think you know whether you're Alex Hartley and you've you know you've played at the highest level and you're commentating on an England game or if you're someone like me who plays on a Saturday gets out in a very kind of feeble way and spends the rest of the week mulling it over um, all we're really ever trying to do is um, make sense of the game and I think I think um, everybody who loves loves cricket um has found that the more we talk about it the more that we play um the the more we understand it but also the further away we really feel from ever truly kind of mastering. I truly understand what it is Thomas,
1: you you will never fully understand cricket. There's always something <laughs> I, on on a previous podcast who I, I think it was Vic Marks we talked about having layers of an onion and you peel mm-hmm. one back thinking oh I've cracked it now and there's still loads more um to, to get to. Jack, you sound as if you're the uh, the most uh, senior if that's the right phrase mm-hmm. in terms of your scoring um experience. What uh, well same question to you. How long have you been doing it and what got you into it?
5: Yeah, when Chris called me a pro, I was kind of oh, uh, <laughs> I've never, I've not actually been officially ever trained. I'm actually going on one of the courses like yeah, rough up my knowledge really. So I, so I like my so I started scoring only about three or four years ago. Okay. Before then, I played a bit. Then I had a couple of injuries so that stopped me playing, so then I was kind of doing stuff on the sidelines. I umpired a little bit. And then I kind of got into the scoring side, really, and just found that that was the side that enthralled me and enjoyed me. Like Charlotte says, it's kind of one of those things, when I go to a game now, you're focused on you're focused on that. You don't get distracted by everything. And all too often, you go to a game and you can end up kind of getting distracted not actually watching what's going on. And all of a sudden, you hear a cheer go because there's a wicket, etc. And then you go, oh, what happened there? Whereas actually, I found when I was scoring, I was actually watching the actual play and watching what's going on.
1: Quite a while ago on the podcast now, Graeme Lambert, who's a a Lancashire fan, he was the guitarist with the Inspiral Carpets. I don't know if anybody remembers them. He came on as a a famous fans episode. And uh, when he goes to Old Trafford sometimes, he scores the match. He sits there in the crowd and scores along um, just to kind of keep himself involved in it. And he says, you know, you can maybe turn off for a couple of balls and you can catch up. And obviously with things like Crick Info these days, if you you have to disappear for 20 minutes and answer the telephone, you can kind of retrace your steps a little bit as well. But there's a lot of concentration, Charlotte, in it. In it, isn't that you can't just kind of disappear off uh, down the shops for an hour and then come back and try and regroup? Yeah. You've got to kind of stay tuned to every ball that's going down.
3: Yeah, like I've got so I've got so many games because I don't I don't tend to score at games very much because I tend to go more socially. So I do a lot of scoring off my TV at home. um And there's there's so many like half games in my scorebook when <laughs> life's got in the way or you know something's happened. Like I've got I've got the first half of. Crawley's two hundred and sixty-seven, but they had plans the next day, so mm. I'd have the other half. Which so is what kind happens of really on the school sheet? Was
1: it Zach Crawley one hundred and thirty-eight knots out? East Enders started or something?
3: Wow, oh, wow! Well, yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes, sometimes oh. like I've got a couple in there. Like I filled out all the, the information, and I'm just like, oh, I just can't be bothered today. I've Got other yeah. stuff to do. But well, that's the know. attitude, I, isn't it? <laughs> well, like, but I'm not doing it for any reason. Yeah. Like I'm doing it for personal, like pleasure or I like because mm. I enjoy it so if I don't want to do it like there's no pressure and I think that that's what it needs to be like I don't know I don't know about you Jack like when you post pictures of your scorecards like how many people pile on to tell you oh you're doing this wrong or oh it should look like that oh, I don't care yeah I had a nice time
5: the, the amount of times they get to go oh you missed one and like guys it's <laughs> just a nice yeah, bit of fun. Exactly. Don't worry about it. A, this isn't the official record of the game.
1: It's just, it's just a bit of fun. Don't worry. How, how much more pressure would that add, Jack? Because I mean, I've, I've been involved in cricket and I've kind of talked to various scorers, and they are basically in charge of the official record of the game, as you just said. That that would add an extra dynamic. There'd be an extra layer of pressure if you had to actually get everything right, wouldn't it?
5: Yeah, there would be. And obviously, that, there are games that I've scored where I have been the. Technically, the official scorer for the game. And yeah. that is very much, I think, a different mindset to when you're scoring for fun. Do not talk to me, do not distract me and get this down. When you're doing it for fun, it's just a case of, oh, I've missed four ball two And, you know, that is where cricket info you know, I hold my hands up. There's been the odd game of two where I've been scoring along, and oh, I've missed something there and gone back through cricket and <laughs> gone, oh, right, it was that, 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 and, and changed it. That's the joy of the game. There's so many different places you can find it.
4: and i sent the badger a message and now i'm on the podcast with this jingle if you would like to get in touch with the cricket badger podcast then
0: tweet at cricket underscore badger
2: But from Jack's perspective, having been an umpire um, and scored official games, then that relationship, you know, for Charlotte and Thomas, you know, when they they do all games, Charlotte hopefully down with with one of our games and Thomas in in April with us. But the relationship with the umpire is quite important, isn't it? Um, you know, in terms of. It probably takes it a little bit away from fun, but but it but it will give you a sense of, of responsibility and, and authority of all that hasn't you know, been recorded or they're not sure what their count is or whatever that they will ask you. Um, so it is quite an important relationship, Jack. Isn't it?
5: Yeah, and the way that I've seen it in with games I've done is you're not an umpiring team and a scoring team; you're one team of officials. So you, you work together. Yeah. but often, if you're lucky enough, sometimes you're you're a radio con- contact between the. Between the teams, so they'll be able to ask you a question. You'll be able to ask them a question, etc. You know, it's just about that communication. and Breaks during games, tea breaks, etc. Just quickly catching up with each other, double checking. There's nothing you think that either of you missed. It's just you know, it's communication. That's the key, really. So,
1: so, what level are you at, Jack? Then, what's the biggest game that you've scored? So,
5: I've I've not done anything bigger than a club game, just a kind of a club strategy game, really. So I've not done any league games yet because. I'm not. I'm not technically accredited yet. I'm doing that this year, so then I'll be going up and doing more official league games.
1: Uh, so the ambition with your scoring is to go through into more official, and then to would you would you ever want to do it as a job?
5: I mean, if, I'd love to try any kind of job you can get in cricket and be working within the game. Instead, I'd love to do. Uh, but I'm fully aware there are a lot of more talented people to me out there that's already doing it, and I look what? in awe of. Some of the, uh, the scores that post things online here, oh, I'd love to be able to do that, you know, going all around the world and scoring games.
1: What, what about you, Thomas? I mean, you, you're a bit newer to it, but what would you like to achieve as a scorer? Is, is this just for fun? Is this just to give you a, another kind of walk into cricket? Or would you actually like to do it a bit more seriously?
4: Who knows? At this stage, who knows? Um, but what I would say, I, th- I think really I'm just looking for, for more ways to enjoy the game. And I think as Charlotte touched upon, the kind of um, almost meditative kind of aspect of it is quite appealing. Although obviously, you know, as we touched upon in a kind of live situation, it's possibly a little bit more intense. Um, But I'm sure there are ways I can train for that. I'm sure I can wave at my TV when the umpire has changed his mind and signaled a leg by instead of a bye. But as I said, just different ways to enjoy the game. And I think this is just a different avenue that I haven't explored. Um, And obviously, I'd like to be able to kind of help out my club a little bit more. I think um, sometimes shy away a little bit when somebody says, oh, can you umpire a third um, a square leg for a little while or um, can you score?
1: And I've always had to say, no, I can't score. So maybe it's time to change that. This is the year. Yeah, you've got no excuse now, have you? got no excuse. I mean, do, do you find that you understand the game? I mean, we talked about kind of like the layers of onion, onions and what have you, but the more you score... I mean, this to Charlotte, because you're kind of maybe a bit newer to cricket. The more you've scored, do you understand the game a little bit more? Do you actually get a bit more out of the game because you can see a different side to it?
3: Yeah, I think definitely. I think you're forced to pay attention to things that you wouldn't normally pay attention to. So, like... You know, when you're first getting into cricket, like someone's hit the ball and they've run over there. Like, great. like. But it's really easy to, I think, almost not see the umpires when you're getting into the game because you're so yeah. focused on the action. Um, obviously, that's one of the big drawbacks of scoring from the TV. because. I
1: was going to say that, Sean. On? Of, um, I do a lot of off-tube studio commentary on cricket. Um, and sometimes you're commentating and you think, is that a leg buy? Is that not a leg buy? Because you can not the umpire's gone out of shot. You can't see him raise his leg, can you? So there are um, definitely disadvantages with doing it off the TV.
3: But then, like, if it doesn't matter, like, does it, it doesn't actually matter if it goes down as a leg buy or a buy. Like, if I'm just doing it for me, like, it's a bit frustrating when you get to the end and check against the scorecard on ESPN or whatever, and it doesn't match. But I've kind of made my piece of that because hmm. like
2: uh, I, have, I, I look forward to you saying that to a wicketkeeper
3: well I think you, I'm never well when am I going to have to say that to a wicketkeeper like
2: <laughs> well, on the yeah, occasion yeah. I
3: score a club game like I've got I've got no ambitions yeah. with it so for me there's no pressure
2: I like so I like, sorry, I like this, this this continual word of, of concentration I, I made a note before we came on that there was a, a clip on TV some time ago, and it was a guy who was umpiring, uh, scoring. Uh, and he must have had about four rows to himself. So I'm not quite, it must have been a county game. Uh, I'm not quite sure where his dog was, but, but he was there. And the intense concentration line, because the camera, you know, normally when a camera goes on to somebody at a cricket match, they all go, oh, look at this, and, and whatever. This guy never batted up, uh, never looked up, and they must have gone on for five minutes because he had his red pen, his green pen, no pencils all and he was so intent on it right and he, had these, he obviously had play cricket or something going on you know quick cricket info on his phone and you know it was like a, a, a almost like a mission control thing this whole thing and the concentration on him yeah it was absolutely amazing so I was really quite interested when you all said that you know the intensity that the concentration you know the the we all do better when we lose ourselves in something that we enjoy you know, we, we, distractions don't come in. Time stops. Yeah, we don't go and get a snack or whatever. We just really get involved in that moment. And I, I just think that's great. I mean, what it, you've done is great.
5: It's interesting you say that, actually, Chris, because the number of times that I've kind of, my big area is, is the women's game. The number of times I've been yeah. at an England women's game and somebody sent me a message and gone, "Oh, yeah, it's on the telly again," and I have had no clue whatsoever <laughs> because I've been sat there, I've got a book in front of me, I've got coloured pens going everywhere, I've got changing around, and apparently there's been times where they've been discussing me on the TV and I've just had no idea whatsoever because I've just been in my own little world while I was watching the game and scoring along. It, I do uh, a sun sometimes.
2: It was actually you though. <laughs> Probably, honestly, <yeah. laughs>
1: See <laughs> you. <laughs> Chris you shared a picture of a score book the other day an old one you talked about doing it in the 70s and I'm only a little bit younger than you the uh, <laughs> the the, um, the old books that we used to get were just like you opened them up you had the uh, the batting bit on the top you had the bowling on the bottom you did the extras you chalked off the runs on the right hand side it's fairly primitive really when you see some of the score sheets that you see around now and so, some of them I mean anybody can come in on this but some of them are actually sold as artwork now you see people who have done the full game yeah. and it might be a special game and it's all the different colour pens and it's basically framed up and people hang them on the wall don't they like the 2019 World Cup Finals probably on people's walls as a scorecard
2: I mean, I, I took you know, 33 years out of the game yeah, so, so back in the 70s when I was playing uh, as a youngster it was your job to score and I, I also used to umpire in a coat that was nearly as big as me you know, that the, the, they used to send me out in as a 13 year old and uh, uh, no real lessons and everything but when I can look at them they are just a, a, a work of art yeah, you know, realistically, you know, and the amount you know, we literally just had to record as Jane said, the runs, the wickets or the like of that. But but you know, none of this like breaking when the bowl has stopped or, you know, um how many space or the time in or the time out or anything.
1: The the um, I mean the, the primitive old hardcover score um, books that me and Chris is talking about now, they they were very much kind of like horizontal. You just kind of filled in the runs and you you did it yeah. horizontally. Whereas I, these I, days it's all kind of down. You know, you you basically over and batter, and they, they everything goes downwards, and it, it's quite um quite impressive. Yeah, and it's, well, to be fair, like I can show you one of my. I've got one of mine here.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, what, what you're describing doesn't sound so different to yeah, how I Yeah, it's pretty feel much
5: on. still the same as we do now, to be honest yeah, mm.
3: That's what mine look like. Yeah, yeah
5: it, it's, no, it's no real change to that, to be honest. Sometimes the old school ways are the best ways of doing it,
1: to be honest Do you, with you. Do, you do the same, Thomas? Okay. Are, you, are you on the same kind of school book? Yeah, I
4: believe, I believe I'm believe i working horizontally, if that is the phrase, landscape. Um, yeah. Left to right, um, yeah. I, I, I was gifted a lovely uh, red-covered kookaburra scoring book, and it looks very yeah. It, I think it's that, that's good to know. I think I just need a few more coloured pens now, and I'm I'm halfway there. <laughs> and a sun hat. I, I,
2: I, I think the books are pretty standard now, aren't they? But, but something that came out in the, the, the chat that we are scoring in a linear fashion, is that right? Or a linear scoring? Lost well, on that. I've, I've, seen,
1: I've seen that, Joe. And they, they, you put the um, bats, new batter comes in, you stick his name on his column and then you've got the bowler going on the left-hand side of that and you basically just work him down until he's out and then you put a line under him and then the new batter comes in and it goes down in the overs, isn't it? You go, you're going downwards rather than sideways.
3: I think people tend to do that more when they're scoring in an official capacity I think there's a lot of people who score official games have that running alongside a scorebook like we're using because I think that the linear scoring is easier to keep track of what the batter's on because like you get to the end of a innings or end of a spell and you're like no idea how many runs there are there but I don't know I don't know how to do linear scoring that's next on my list I think
1: and a lot of the um a lot, a lot of the official um, um official scorers at, at county games and internationals, they not they're not only doing the the pen on paper stuff, they're also inputting the last ball in, into a computer as well. Because obviously the ESPN Crick Info and um, stuff that you use to catch up on is being entered by somebody at the grounds live there to actually um, go out and be broadcast as a score. Yeah. Yeah. And-
5: if you look up into a scorer's box, there's pretty much about four computers, five different books, pens everywhere. <laughs> I don't know how they do it sometimes, to be honest with you, because it's kind of, you're going from one to another to another to another every ball, and it's just kind of going round and round and round. And so personally, I can't do any scoring. I just can't get my head around it. Um, I probably need to do more practice on it. Um, I know it's used a lot, certainly in broadcast, broadcast work, in the radio, they use it a lot. I think in the TV, they quite often use it. Because as Charlotte said, it's just easier to keep track over of what's happened and how many runs have come off and over, et cetera. Personally, I, I can't do it. <laughs>
2: and and in a lot more practice. we just had to buy a... Um, I mean, you, you said earlier, given the line, that you're a Mac user. I, I've been a Mac user for years. But, you know, but I've just had to buy a, a, a Windows you know, notebook PC, to do the, the the PC scorer, yeah, the, to to go in to play cricket, um, yeah. So I mean, that, that's what it, imagine what you're saying is that you've got your school but you've got your computer with that. You've probably got your notebook, your phone, or your tablet, keeping track, of, you know, quick info or, or whatever. But I kind of like that. I like the fact that I mean, um, Jacob, the London, the guy in Somerset, yeah. He he put a post out last year or something or, off the score cricket, you know, and he got two charges. All these tablets and you know, battery backups. You know it. it you know I don't think Scott was put up to the Antarctic as as um, the uh, the scorers and you know and even other players now. You know, the kit they have to have their pockets and everything. Yeah, the the game has evolved too much, and I think that's the point: is that everybody, everybody now has the role, has the opportunity to be to professional and develop. You know, it's not just a Saturday afternoon hobby, right? you, know, you can go home and you can practice. Yeah, you can go on the YouTube, you can watch the TV pro, you put the, the game on TV, yeah, you could probably do a Zoom call with some other people and, 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 and get some you know, some chatting and tips and hints going. Yeah, and, and that's the great thing, I suspect, about the fact that the technology is around there um, and that you, you know social media and you can put things up and ask for comments. Uh, so it's not necessarily as, as isolated uh, an activity as, as it possibly was where you were the one person at the ground that nobody spoke to because they didn't want to speak you so they made you the scorer. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, changed, it's changed quite a lot.
0: You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast.
2: This episode is supported by FX's Clipped.
1: I mean, do you do that, Thomas? I mean, you can basically go onto YouTube and find out how to wire a plug, put a light bulb in something. And every, pretty much every task is YouTubeable with some kind of how to guide. Is there a, is there a how to score a cricket match kind of YouTube video that you've, you've watched?
4: I'm sure it exists. I think uh, before we came on, you were, um, admiring my webcam blur, which is covering the, um, the decorating the background, I think, which goes to show that I haven't been much use watching YouTube ch- tutorials to uh, help <laughs> my, my partner decorate the house. um So maybe that's an area I need to explore. I was just wondering, Jack. You you mentioned that um you sometimes post things online, and people have various responses. I think there's, you know, a, the kind of issue of gatekeeping is probably quite, quite prevalent in many areas of cricket. But is there room for somebody just scoring in a way which just makes sense for them? Is is that the most important thing or do i need to do some serious research no nope. uh, what i've got myself in for
5: <laughs> me and both pretty much like, first thing I, I say to anyone that says to me i want to score i said in this you can score however you want to score does not matter you do not have to use unless you're in a if you're in an official game, you should really but you do not have to use any symbols that are currently used. You can score, using. if you want to use stars, triangles, moons, whatever you want to use, you can use whatever you want to use to score, as long as you can then go and tell somebody what it all
4: means. I'm, I'm going to blow your minds. Uh, I, I, my my system will be incomparable
1: to anything you've ever seen before. <laughs>
2: I
3: to
1: see it. You were nodding along there, Charlotte, as well in terms of like, you do your own thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, me and Jack have had this conversation so many times like, I don't know if it's because I'm a woman or if it's just people on the internet, but I can't post a picture of my book without having at least three people popping up in my inbox telling me I've done this wrong and I should be doing it like that. I think like, the ultimate moment was watching people arguing on my post about how or why I'd done something. I'm like, oh, well, I've done this because of this. No, it's not because of that. It should be this. It should be that. I'm not sat here saying this is the official scorecard of this game and everything else is wrong. Like, I just did something I was proud of and I put a photo on the internet. Sorry.
5: And I think it's, I I find it really disappointing when you hear stuff like that. Because actually, I've seen some of Charlotte's books and they are way, way, mm. way neater than anything I've ever done, ever. And, you. you know, I, I look at Charlotte's in envy sometimes. I just think there is no need to be, you know don't criticize somebody because they're doing something to, to enjoy the game they're doing it as they enjoy the game you're you're more within your you know more than welcome to ask the question go why have you what's the reason you've done this and i'm sure charlotte like me will, will quite happily say oh i do it that way, because that's what i do that way so you don't need to criticize there's no need to criticize about there's um, a lot cool. of things we criticize in the game already i just don't think you need to do it when it comes to that
3: yeah I'm all for like open conversation, like our chat scoring any day of the week. But you know, it's just it is demoralising sometimes when
1: there, there is some a bit of misogyny in cricket. I would suggest, and but there are quite a lot of fairly high-profile female scorers in the county game and, and beyond, <laughs> and in the media that you know, statisticians aren't just male.
3: No, and you know, just like any role within cricket is not just male. But I think it's very easy to only see one side of the game like what's immediately available is massively male dominated and a lot of the a lot of people who shout the loudest have a very fixed viewpoint on what the game is and what the game isn't and it's exhausting it's very it is very difficult to feel like you have a place like I've really struggled with having a voice in the cricket community, because I'm new to the game, I don't play. I don't know X, Y, and Z. Like I'm always learning something new, and you know, you feel a bit like a fraud sometimes. But like I, I consider myself quite confident in my identity and my voice. I'm quite happy to put myself out there. But you know, you can see how difficult it would be for someone who didn't feel the same way to mm. carve out a niche. And I think that there's a lot of people I think a lot of people need to be conscious of how they speak to people and how their interactions are um I can't remember who mentioned gatekeeping earlier but it's huge like comes up everywhere and people don't realize they're doing it or they do realize they're doing it and they just don't care and it's just exhausting
1: you, you do really yeah, need I to develop a, a thick skin on social media these days my man tweet from yesterday i've i've been called an idiot i've been called I've done all sorts of different things and uh, it makes you feel very good you skip out the front door in the morning thinking oh that's marvelous thank you for that um but anyway gonna play this advert and we'll come back and we'll talk about mancads and various other things after this break Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. I mentioned earlier the ManCad thing. We've had lots of, uh, I mean, I apologise to some a certain section of the um, population for calling it a Mankad. It's just easy reference. Everybody knows that word. Obviously, Vinny Mankad, a legend of the game. And I know his family don't like his name associated with that. So that's something worth saying. This, the, run out at the non-striker's end is another way of putting it. And um, when the bowler comes in, thinks that the uh, non-striker is kind of edging out of the ground, takes the bails off rather than delivering the ball and uh, claims the run out i have quite strong opinions on this and i'll probably do what charlotte hates and be be quite bombastic on this because i always think that it's a bit sneaky i think it's a bit sort of i I, I hate it as a form of dismissal there's no skill other than actually being able to use your peripheral vision there's no skill in a mancad whatsoever and i always think it's there's a a danger as well when you go past the perpendicular when you go past that point of delivery. As as a non-striker, you're supposed to, aren't you? You'd be backing up and running your bat out of the crease. And if the, if you're anticipating the ball's going to be let go at the full at the at the full height, you're going to be sliding your bat out as that ball's released. If he then or she then turns back and whips the bales off, you will be out your crease. And I just think there's it all feels a little bit unsatisfactory to me, Charlotte. Let's start with you. Do you think a the run out at the non-striker's end is a, 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 a? I mean, it's in the laws. Is it a legitimate and fine dismissal or is it something that leaves a sour taste?
3: I've been thinking about this quite a lot, obviously, with everything that's been going on. I think that it's... I think it's very easy to just reactionary be like, no, that's not okay, that's not fair. Like, it doesn't feel like a great dismissal if you're just taking it at face value and Mm. not giving it much thought. But fundamentally... It exists as a way to hold people accountable for trying to cheat, right? Trying to gain runs—is—is is that my understanding of it? Because, like, like I said, i kind well, of getting new a head today. getting a head
1: start, isn't it really?
3: Yeah, and like, is that okay? Like, like, but do but do two wrongs than... make
1: a right, Charlotte? Does the fact that somebody's maybe just you know squeezing the rules and getting a little bit of a head start mean it should be? I mean, it's in the laws, but it just feels a little bit sly to me, Jack.
5: Uh, right my initial feeling when it all started to come up again last year with at Barley Verma and Charlie Dean my initial feeling at that point was it doesn't feel right at that however as I've gone through and I've thought about it a bit more is it necessarily why I would choose probably not but you know at the end of the day you shouldn't be leaving your ground don't I'll be in
1: danger, though, Jack, if having some captains being quite noble and saying, well, we're not going to actually enforce this, another captain saying, yeah, get in, we'll have 10 more, please. Let's get them all out quickly.
5: Yes, I think we are. And I think we are going to probably, and, and I think it's going to be that horrible position in which you're going to have you know, a World Cup game or you know, a test match, something going on with two different captains that have different, you know, a different view. You, you've seen the likes of Ben Stokes, Josh Butler has come out and said they won't, they won't enforce it. Mm. But then, why should their view be the correct view when a different captain might say, "Well, no, it's a legitimate decision. We are going to." Do? For me, the issue with the laws just need to be clarified and cleared up a bit. There's too much grey area. You know, what is the expected point of deliverance? What do you, you know, there's too big a grey area in it for
1: me. Thomas, it is the law and it's fine to do it. But then equally, there are laws in this world and countries in this world that operate other laws that I don't agree with. Surely, as a um, somebody that works in cricket that talks about cricket, I'm able to say I don't actually like that, aren't I? Without getting um, half of the subcontinent telling me that I'm a fool.
4: <laughs> I think absolutely you are. But what I would say, I think, the, I mean, the incident that we're dis- discussing um from the under 19 um women's world cup um i believe the ball was samina tahir Now, i think i've seen a lot of brilliant stuff said about this under 19 uh women's world cup people have been getting really involved they've been saying how good the streams are how quality how, how high quality they've been sorry um and i think there's a real danger that when something like this pops up and you get people talking about the spirit of the game and that and bringing that into which I think is fairly arbitrary that we're in danger of saying oh this is great the, the you know look at this cricket cricket spectacle we've got and then we're like suddenly like oh no don't play the game like that like you're supposed to be playing it this way and I, I, I don't agree with that it's, it's in the laws if the laws need to be looked at maybe it needs to be you know penalty uh, a, a penalty uh, to the batting team instead of an out
1: well, now we've got the um, side-on camera, which looks at stumpings and looks at uh, no balls and what have you. You know, the, the umpire that's operating that, in the, obviously not in club games, but in the in the top games, will be able to see if the non uh, is running out the ground or not too early, won't they? So they, they could actually enforce something mm-hmm. like that. I think if you look at a sport like baseball, where, you know, it's, it's a fundamental part of the game where you could be
4: you know, taking a, a, an extra lead off to, like, try to steal a base. And, and the pitcher could swivel and, and throw you out of first base. Um, and it is, it is part of the game. You are, that, that's, you know, you, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And yeah. I think it's it's much
1: easier to um, stop yourself being man than it is to stop yourself being bowled. Isn't though, Chris, the battle, the, the contest in cricket between the bowler and the batter the fielders are really through the support act, but the bowler is running in. He's trying to dismiss the batter. He's not trying to dismiss the non striker. He's trying to dismiss the person with the bat in hand waiting to try and hit the ball, isn't he? Or she?
2: He is, and that, that, that's going to go down the spirits of the game. But the couple of things I would just pick up on, really, is that earlier in the uh, back end of last year when the Indians ran out uh, the England batter, from that, you could see at that point that, that because it was okay at that level, then it was going to become okay. Lower down the level, and you can start to see what absolute carnage there's going to be on a Saturday and a Sunday at club cricket. Yeah, when the umpires are not on the ball, right? They're not. They can't. They're not looking at that, right? They're not seeing that. There's there's antagonism between rivalries local clubs and everything else. So, so so at the top of the game, they've also got to bear in mind the impact this is going to have lower down, you know, in the game. Also, if you think about a cricket pitch in a cricket field, everybody else so nobody is checking that the guy that's meant to be within the thirty yard circle is within it at the point of delivery. Right? You know, they all start on the outside and they walk in, right? And we all walk in and we're judging then time, the fact that we're in it at that moment in time. So there's no absolute science involved in that that measurement, which would be gaining an unfair advantage. Flip catchers, wicket keepers, everybody's on the balls of the Momentum. So, to expect a a non-receiving batter to start from a stationary stationary point, yeah, yeah, because you're told to move forward and start the momentum going. And the interesting bit that's come up recently is: is the ball in play? Yeah, at what point does the ball? come into play well, I made uh, that it, comment it, 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 um,
1: it, it, I made that comment on Twitter well, Chris, I, I said that when well, surely it's not until the bowlers release the ball but then somebody said to me on Twitter it's actually when the if the umpire um, calls play basically it's when the bowler starts running in is somebody else's take on that I don't is that actually written down anywhere that, in, that case, in that case if I'm batting against my, if I'm in my prime batting against Michael Holding I
2: can run two runs to, to deliberate.
1: If I was batting against (laughs) Michael Holding, I'll be running in a different direction, but that's a different story, (laughs) isn't
2: it? But but that's the point, is that, that, you know, I'm with the laws, but also what we always have to reflect in every aspect of life. Is a law that was made for the physical attributes of the game 50 years ago is not necessarily a relevant game law for the physical attributes of the game now, as we saw with that exceptional bit of fielding that was it or wasn't it a six? Because they, play, in my world, they played the ball outside of the field of play. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not quite sure that that's allowed or should be allowed. So I think that part of all of this, and, and Charlotte picked on it as well with what she was saying, is that an all yeah, haven't scored or, or the mancat haven't played the game. You know, and, and that's you know I think an area that, that we will just start to see people sort of say it's very easy. It's the rule, right? Stay in your crease. But those people have got a speeding fine. Those people will have crossed a white line, you know, uh, uh, overtaken on a solid white line, right? You know, to avoid something. You know, there are things happening in life that that, that just aren't black and white, And it suits people sometimes for the sake of, of getting clicks or creating an argument to, to take a, a black and white situation.
3: We need to maybe keep this in perspective a little bit, though. Like, we're debating the laws of a game versus, like, the yeah. laws of the land. I'm not sure that those are an equal analogy I, I got think, into trouble uh,
1: for that Charlotte my tweet was basically comparing a uh, a man cad with somebody walking up behind somebody whose wallet was coming out of their back pocket and stealing the wallet I've been told by about 100,000 people that's actually a crime I know that's a crime
3: but I just I just think that like clearly this is such an emotive area of debate at the minute and I think that this and also like with a lot of things in cricket like we need to keep things in perspective like those of us who love the game obviously it feels huge to us but it is fundamentally a game i don't know like like i was saying i've been doing a lot of thinking about it and i think i'm okay with the run out at the minute because the like the game is evolving and i was st- i started reading um hitting against the spin i haven't finished it yet but they were talking about the marginal gains that teams are looking to make these days with how far the game has evolved and if someone is systematically leaving their crease to gain an advantage to the extent that the bowler has picked up on it and made their decision to run them out, I kind of feel like that's fair. I feel like that's on the table because I, you guys, please correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't seen it happen enough times. Like, is this happening as a one-off event? Like this one time this person's out of their crease, so we're going to whip the bales off? Or is this in response to a pattern that has been picked I, up? I
1: think, it, I think it varies. And there's a, there's a big discussion about well, should you warn an unstriker striker once, twice, three times or whatever before you do inflict the run out? Or should you just swoop and get rid of them as quickly as you can? And maybe, I mean, I might be cynical, but maybe that depends on the match situation and on the captain. And as Jack was saying, you know, you get two different kind of takes in it. One captain might be not doing a man, the other captain might be quite happy to enforce it. I'm going to go around and the group, and I'm going to get just a yes/no answer here. Chris, should you warn a non-striker before you inflict a mankad? Yes. Charlotte. No. Thomas. <sighs> Don't do this to me. Um, <laughs>
4: <laughs> would I probably yes? Do you have to no? And um, if somebody got me out that way, I, I, it's my own fault. Jack.
1: No.
2: Uh, the character to that is, should an umpire then ward a bowler for
1: running on the pitch? Well, they do, don't they? But you're not allowed to. The um, next round the around uh, the um, group, um, yes, no, is if you were the captain of the fielding side and one of your bowlers whips the balls off at the non-striker's end, are you going to rub your hands with glee and cl- and sh- and clench your fists at taking a wicket? Or are you going to say, non-striker, please come back. We're not going to enforce that. We'll start with Jack. Oh they're out <laughs> they're out end of the day they're out so you're taking the you're taking the wicket thomas you're I'll taking the wicket, wicket
4: yeah um if it's nathan Lyon and co absolutely um on a saturday normally uh, i might be a bit more lenient charlotte
1: you're taking the wicket i know what you're going to say
3: yeah. yes but that's coming from that's coming from like a range of different areas like as you as a captain you have to back your team right like I'm not going to turn around and say, no, you can't do that in front of everyone else. Uh, I don't think that's... As a
1: captain, I mean, I've captained a team before and they did, they, they, well, I'll tell you what happened. They, We had a run out, it was a club game. It was like, you know, uh, members of the opposition side with the square leg umpire. And um, we ran somebody out. We quite obviously ran somebody out and square leg umpire leg said not out. And allowed the uh, the batter to stay. All of my team started chuntering and um, and and started sort of have, being disgruntled for the next two balls. I called them all in and said, "Stop it! We're concentrating on the next over. Let's get on with this." Um, you, you're wrong here. He might have got it wrong, but we're going to get it right. So you can go against your team. You can tell your team to tow the line if you if if you're the captain. And you're leading them in a particular direction, and they go a different way.
3: But I think if you're the captain and you're leading in a particular direction. And your team do something, like explicitly do something, rather than disagree with the umpire that's in opposition to your view. Is something not gone wrong with your captaincy there?
1: Well, if, if you're team- Charlotte, you've, you've, you're the captain. You told your team, right? We're not going to do any man cads. And then your fast bowler does a man cad in the second over. Are you going to claim the wicket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're ruthless, are you? <laughs> you're ruthless. Took it, um, Chris Marshall. Yes, no. Are you taking the wicket? Uh, yeah, honestly, I despair of you guys. I, I'm not taking it. No, I'm calling no, the, 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 I'm, the. I'm calling the non-striker the back. Is, I am.
2: But the problem is, James, is like you would have hoped that you would have had a conversation before. Actually, if I'm playing in the finals of the senior county next year, yeah, and and somebody does it, it, it's harder. And I'm not convinced that it's the responsibility of the people on the field to make judgment calls. I think that's what umpires are for. But then we've got a whole issue and debate about giving the umpires. Um, you know, it would be nice if there was a clear-cut way of resolving this, but there isn't. But what I can tell you is what Charlotte's been increasingly more, and I suspect that is a combination of people being more and more aware of it, plus the faster pace of the game. You know, you, you see the old picture of the, the test cricket with the, the the non-receiving batsman with his legs crossed, leaning on his bat. You know, waiting for the ball halfway to the boundary before he ambles down because he's out there for three hours. Um, you know, it's, it's a different game now. And, and therefore, I think maybe some kind of modification on the rules is going to be required. Uh, but not just in isolation to that, you know, just in terms of how how suitable are all those rules for a faster-paced game with more on it.
4: Can I just say as well, Jack uh, brought up Charlie Dean's mancad um last year, and I think what, what she... Uh, did a response I think there was a lot of talk about it but she seemed the only person who wasn't fazed by it because her response was a perfect kind of antithesis yeah. to the whole kind of drama around it which was the next game she ran up kind of faked a mind and had a bit of a laugh about it and yeah. Um, yeah. As, as Charlotte said you know it, it's a it is a game and we need to kind of separate the the rules of the laws of the land as she put it um, from the laws of cricket and you know, it's a yeah, bit of fun, I, really, isn't it?
5: I, I, was, I was at Lord's for both of those games. So I was at Lord's for the Indie game and I was at Lord's for the Retro Paye Nitro for the next day. And the atmosphere leaving Lord's after it happened for wasn't the wasn't nice, game was it? Wasn't nice at all. Uh, the atmosphere in the stands wasn't nice. At all. It, it, it created an awful atmosphere in the stands. But when you then got to the next day, Char- Charlie Dean doing you know, going to do it again, breaking the ice, the whole of the ground just kind of took it and laughed and accepted it
3: mm.
5: and I think we, we talk about it you know in an international game on this level but I think the, the issue needs to come is that the laws just need to be clarified need to be tidied up to be whatever it is and then everyone just accepts it because you're going to hand up with a situation especially in lower you know, lower divisions getting club games and league games you are going to get a lot of issues with you know, with distensible umpires and it's a it's already. Yeah, I was going to say that. Jack, there's,
1: a, there's been a lot of trouble with um, umpires in local leagues. In some local leagues, has not there? And this doesn't help that necessarily. It just gives more bullets to fire, doesn't it?
5: Yeah, and I know of certain. I know of some umpires that now refuse to stand in league games and around certain places because they just get abused and play. Mm. And maybe, rather than saying we need to clarify one law, we need to actually go down the road and say, actually. Need to clarify what is allowed to happen on here, and that because abuse shouldn't be happening to anybody, whatever the position is, and
1: whatever you're doing, yeah. as, as both Charlotte said and Thomas said, it's supposed to be fun cricket, isn't it? It's supposed to be exactly something we true. do for enjoyment, we do for a laugh, we do for passing the time, scoring, playing, whatever it's going to be. Something that you do to actually uh, have a when you have a day off or have some time off to actually fill your yeah, social and, time with something good.
5: And you, you sometimes you go and watch a club game or, or something, you'll find. More sledging and more abuse in a game than you will in, you know, in a height of an Ashes game or an in India-Pakistan game, yeah. yeah. and they're the top level of the game, and their livelihoods depend on it. And you know, I think that is probably big thing than that. Bad.
4: How do I just to bring it all together? How do I score a man cad <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, Well, <laughs> it, it's out, it's out, it's a wicket. So. Run well, out the,
3: bowl as the run-out. Run-out. So it's, is it going, it's going down a, as a run out. So it's not a wicket for the it's bowler. It's not a wicket
5: for the bowler. It's a, It goes down as a run out. So it's a wicket for Oh,
1: Charlotte, if it, if, it, it if it went down as a wicket for the bowler, they'd be doing it every ball.
3: <laughs> is it um, a run out <laughs> for the bowler?
1: It'd be run out brackets bowler, I guess, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be a a
5: question that's asked all the future uh, scoring (laughs) (laughs) events that
1: are coming up. There'll be a lot on the table, a lot on the agenda when it comes to talking about that. Thank you, guys, ever so much for joining me on today's Cricket Badger podcast. I'm just going to move you to one side uh, because cricketcoffeeco.com. Uh, excellent coffee for the Cricket Badgers out there, expertly roasted. And uh, they sent me this, and I've been enjoying that for breakfast uh, every day this week. It's been uh, very uh, much appreciated. So they're supporting the Cricket Badger podcast in 2023 too. Chris, Charlotte, Thomas, and Jack, thank you very much indeed for being my guest today. It's been a pleasure to have you all on. Thank you very much. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. And just a final thing we didn't see it, but from what Charlotte was saying, I mean, I think the t shirt I think you've got on says her game too. Yeah, which is an app you know, a lot of us need to remember that. A lot of us need to remember that. Um especially my generation, the, the you know, the be cause. Thank, Thank you very well. much for coming
1: on today. Did you listen to the podcast I did a couple of a couple of podcasts ago, Charlotte, which was back in October, I think now. It's been a been a while. and yeah, um, we had the um uh Say No to Sexism ladies on and uh, No, I haven't really, had a
3: chance to yet, no. Yeah, we
1: were talking about uh, misogyny and sexism in cricket on that one and uh, yeah. Her Game 2 is uh, very much important to that too as well. Um, thank you again, everybody, for uh, watching, listening. And uh, to my guests, Chris, Charlotte, Thomas and Jack as well. Thank you very much for joining me today. Um, and we will as well hopefully see you again soon. And we will uh, be back again. I think it's later on this week. Got another podcast coming later on this week. So see you then.